Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, for years, I want to give you some, uh, I'll prove this to you, for years, uh, back in the 1700s, actually in 1776, there was a famous book written. Something else happened in 1776 that was pretty famous. Yeah, okay, so uh, at the same time America was starting, there was a man named Edward Gibbon who was penning words to a book. The book was entitled The History and Decline, the history of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. And uh, here's what he writes. The five marks of the Roman decaying culture are these. One, concern with displaying affluence instead of building wealth. In other words, we're, we're more concerned about what we look like than what we really are. Right? Two, obsession with sex and the perversions of sex. This is back in the 1700s. Three, the art, art becomes freakish and sensationalistic instead of creative and original. Art. Think that one through for a minute. Four, there's a widening disparity between the very rich and the very poor. And five, there's an increased demand to live off of the state. So as America was being was beginning, there was someone who was warning us, right, of what might be our future if we're not careful. In uh, 1996, two different men made some comments. Uh, Robert Bork, in his book, uh, which is entitled Slouching Toward Gomorrah, he says this, America is a brutalized and chaotic culture plunging to ever more sickening lows. Do you agree? Billy Graham said, same year, 1976, we are a society poised on the brink of self-destruction. In 1947, this... uh, this man you probably never heard of, Arnold Toynbee, he is a specialist in, eternal, in international affairs. That was his title, specialist of inter- international affairs. He says this, of the 22 civilizations that have appeared in history, 19 of them collapsed when they reached the moral state that the United States is now in. That was back in 1947. John Milton wrote in his famous Paradise, or the, the author of the famous Paradise Lost, he wrote back in the 1600s, How oft in nations gone corrupt and by their own devices are brought down to servitude, that man chooses bondage before liberty, bondage with ease before strenuous liberty. Jesus himself said this, You shall have wars and rumors of wars. Nations will rise against nations, kingdom against kingdom. Get the idea? We know that history paints a bleak picture for our future. But I don't want to leave you there. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8 says this, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, 
Use your word to challenge us. Lord, help us to see how much you love us and how desperately you desire to work in our circumstances, even as bleak as they might seem now, that your plan has never altered, has never changed. And Father, we will thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I remind you that uh, the world hardly ever looked darker than one day when two people resided on this planet alone in a place called the Garden of Eden, and all humanity was plunged into the fall of sin by one bad decision. And the world looked like a pretty dark place to be in at that moment. Can I remind you that the world hardly looked darker than when God looked down from heaven and saw man trying to build a tower and had to confuse the languages lest they continue to try on their own strength to do wicked things. Can I remind you that the world hardly looked darker than just a few chapters before that when God looked down from heaven and said, it repents me that I ever created man. And he sends a flood to destroy everything but eight people. Can I remind you, it would be hard to find a darker time than when the whole world, it seems, turns their back on the God of this world to crucify the Son of God. I'm pointing out that we have a dark history, but throughout all of that, God has had a consistent theme. And while we may right now look out here and think it's awful and it couldn't get worse, I'll remind you it has been worse. And the same God who sent Christ, the same God is the same today. And his desire is to accomplish the things that he's always wanted to accomplish. His goals have not changed. His desire has always been the same. Listen to what the Bible says. We're going to look at three points. I told one young man out there I'd give them the points. I gave you the verse. They're all in that verse. The same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. That's your three points. And uh, so listen up. Let me uh, share with you what I think that God wants. As we're looking at Christmas and this time, and we've got so much that we could look at the bleak side of things But let's look at what God wants to do and what he's done in the past. Listen to what the Bible says. Revelation 13. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are written, are not written in the book of life. Listen to what it says. The lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Do you know that God, before he ever said, let there be light, knew what was going to happen. He knew how dark the world would be. He knew how difficult things would be. And before he ever uttered the first word of creation, Jesus Christ had already been as if it were done, slain. It was already a done deal. This had already been taken care of. God knew we would fall and he knew what it would take to redeem us. And he made the plan before he created the world to redeem man. Timothy says this, or Paul says to Timothy this, who hath saved us 
and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. This wasn't anything new. The church wasn't anything new. Christ dying on the cross was not something new. Christ has this always been the same. Before the foundations of the world, God loved us. Before the foundations of the world, God had a plan for us. And he's not been taken by surprise. First, or John chapter 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with, was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. This is the God who had everything already taken care of. He knew what was going to happen. In Galatians chapter 4, it says this, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. When the fullness of time was come, this was God's plan. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Nothing has changed. And I'm, I'm afraid, I'm, I get caught up in this. I mean, this is, I'm talking to you now because I'm the one that's preaching this to you, so it's, I'm preaching to myself here first, all right? We get caught up in seeing the bleakness that is out there, and it is bleak. It is difficult not to get discouraged when we look at our nation and we look at the political situation, we look at the, the moral depravity that is out there, and it's difficult sometimes for us to remember that the world has been this dark before. And the same Jesus that came to that dark world before is still ready to do something today. Listen to the today side of Jesus. The same yesterday. But by the way, remember what, you remember what the angel said to the apostles as they were watching Jesus ascend up into heaven? This same Jesus will return. This same, you know why? Because Jesus is the same. Listen to what Jesus was doing present time when he was on this earth. It says this, John chapter 1, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Do you believe, like I do, that the same Jesus who walked into Jerusalem that was so dark that they would scream and cry out, crucify the Son of God, that same Jesus who came into that world to bring grace and truth offers to this world grace and truth. He's the same. There's no change in what is being offered. Jesus says he came so that grace and truth might be brought to a dark and horrible, wicked world. And yes, we may have some difficulty facing us on the horizon, but Jesus still brings grace and truth. Listen to what Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save Sinners of whom I'm chief. Still, is that still the same? Is Jesus Christ still here to save sinners? Folks, we're breathing. Yes, it's a, it's a wicked world out there. Yes, we lock our doors now more than we used to. Yes, we don't like to send our children out after dark. I, I understand all of these things. It's a wicked world we live in, but Jesus Christ still saves sinners. 
And do you remember that the world's been darker? The world has been darker. Here's what God said to Noah just before the flood. He says that the imagination of men's hearts are only evil continually. Are only evil continually. The world's been dark before. But Jesus Christ is the great light. And right now we're still breathing. Let's not get so overwhelmed with the darkness that we forget to be the light. Because this same Jesus is here with us today. And his desire is to save that which was lost. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill them. And the law and the prophets is all, read it again, it's all about the redemption of man. And Jesus has come to fulfill them. Jesus says in Matthew 9, But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call righteous, but sinners to repentance. Do you believe that the same Jesus who walked in and wanted to call sinners to repentance in his day is still here wanting to call sinners to repentance in our day. Yes, it's a dark world, but we have a Jesus who's willing to save them. We have a Jesus who is not just willing, but he's calling them to repentance. Our job is to be the light. Our job is to share the light. Don't get overwhelmed by the darkness. I'm aware that for years men have shown us the treachery that is in our future. It's not pretty. But right now, we're breathing with a Jesus who's calling sinners to repentance. John chapter 10, Jesus says this, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to destroy and to kill. But I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I mean, I, I want to believe that if God tarries and does not return this year, this month, this week, this day, if God allows me to see great-grandchildren one day, I want to believe that there's a God who's greater than the darkness that they face. That I do not have to hand off my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren to certain and utter defeat. That instead, we have a same Jesus who will step in and change things for individual lives, which change things for families, which changes things for cities, which changes things for countries and continents, and turns the world upside down. This same Jesus. Jesus says in John 12, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Now, I don't know about you, but I believe on Jesus. So you know, where I you, know, you know where I abide? I do not abide in darkness. I abide in light. So the world is dark. Yes, it's bleak, but I don't live there. 
and I refuse to get drawn in and pulled down and lose hope when this same Jesus who offered light to a dark world before is still here offering light to a dark world. Jesus says in Luke chapter 19, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Folks, we have great opportunity around us. We do. This same Jesus is the one that we still have today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not like we look back at the glory days and think, well, those are done. Now we just have to wait it out. No. This same Jesus is with us today. If there was a glory day back then, that as long as we're breathing on this planet, and as long as Jesus is the same, glory days can be ours in our future, right? It's the same Jesus. It's the same gospel. And the world has been dark before. Let's not surrender hope. It's, it, the, these funerals this week should remind us, we don't sorrow as others that have no hope. That's not where we are. We don't live life as if, you know, I mean, it's my famous saying, we don't live life as if life's not fair and then you die. We, we don't live it that way. You know I mean? It may be the reality. We don't live it that way because we have a stirring, a hope in our heart. We know that as long as we're breathing, the gospel can be given. And as long as the gospel is given, the power of God is unleashed on this world. The power of God that turns the world upside down. This same Jesus. And so we have that same Jesus yesterday. Before the foundations of the world, this is, this is not a new thing. And then we have the Jesus today, whose desire is to seek and to save that which was lost and to bring light into darkness. And as long as we're here, as long as he's here, that's our hope. And then the same forever. Because you see, one day, one day, every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. One day, we're not waiting for him to be crowned. We're waiting for the world to recognize. But one day, the world will recognize him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And when he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, it's the same Jesus who was born in a manger. And it's the same Jesus who was born in my heart. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's not lose hope. It's a dark world, but we don't have reason to give up. Jesus is the same. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please.